I can imagine when you're filming a horror movie in a home, you expect the scariest things to be the manufactured fear that you're creating. But what happens when the house decides to become a part of the show? I'm Christina. And I'm Kristen. And today on The Real Crime Podcast, we will be discussing the mysterious case of 122 West Fort Dade Avenue in Brooksville, Florida. A crime in itself. Am I right? Ah! (laughs) It's no, like, no offense to anybody from Florida that listens to us if you're out there. But, I mean, come on. You guys have definitely made the headlines for some curious stuff in recent years. (laughs) So, Um, but today's episode definitely has us heading down that way. We're going to be in the the Tampa area in what's referred Brooksville, Brooksville, Florida, which I'm not familiar with i've never been there and actually i'm really not familiar with tampa either i'm not familiar with florida really aside from i have no interest okay okay cool i i I think i flew into tampa when i went to naples but i really have no recollection that was the last flight i took before covid i just don't want to be nervous that there might be a snake or something in the toilet that's super fair that's super fair I don't want to go into a pool with an alligator in it. No, none of that seems relaxing. I'm all set. Thank you so much. (laughs) No, it's so, so not okay. So this home that we'll be discussing today was originally built in 1882, but not officially documented as a home until 1905. Um, I know it's weird. It's the same thing like with our house. So our house, according to town records, was built in like the 1930s. But there's evidence that it was actually built prior to that um, in like the structure and the way it was built and things we found in the walls and like aged and everything. I know it's so creepy. So how does that happen? It's like it's it all depends on like when the town like so you'll go into certain towns, especially in New England, and 90% of the houses will say that they were built in 1900. Mm -hmm. In reality, that's when people first started, like, writing down on paper that a house existed and, like, keeping records at the town hall. So everyone's just a big fat liar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, our Wellsville house, the one up the road, was definitely built before 1900, but it was listed at, at 1900. Hmm. Yeah, That's so it's it's a it's a quirky thing, but whatever. I, I feel like that should not be legal because of structural stuff. I mean, structure between the 1850s and the, the 1900s. I mean, they probably have updated to a certain extent. And like most houses have been updated through just needing repair and mm-hmm. everything. But honestly, those houses that were built back in the day, they used to use like massive pieces of timber. So they're in most cases, more structurally sound than, like, the two-by-four built houses that we live in today. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, so it should it should make you feel more confident, for okay. sure. So this house, 
was known as the Old Yellow House, or later the Weeks House, for the Weeks family that lived there. Um, but essentially, it's had a, a number of versions of itself, if that makes sense. It's, it's kind of gone through a lot of changes over the years. So it began as the home of the man who built it, G. Gordy, who ran a local sawmill, but... Uh, and he built the primitive Victorian out of hearts of pine. So again, super structurally sound, I'm sure. Although pine's kind of a soft wood, so it's interesting. But if it was the hearts, I don't know. We'd have to talk to a contractor. Get Cole up here. Okay. We got we to gotta have him talking about hearts of pine. So likely from the local Tampa area, because there's obviously a lot of pine trees in Florida. It stayed in his possession until the Weeks family purchased it from him. So they would go on to live in it for many, many generations. Then in the 1930s, the Weeks home kind of saw the end of its original glory. A swindler came to town, according to local lore, and convinced the Weeks family that Mr. Gordy had hidden treasure in the walls. Never really a good thing. You know what I mean? So he had Basically, the lore was that he had hidden this huge fortune and it was possibly in the fireplace. And this guy who had absolutely no way of proving it to the Weeks family must have been quite the smooth talker because he literally (laughs) convinced the family to rip apart the fireplace and open up the walls and the mantle and then when no fortune was found, he just like hightailed it out of town. I would have like, but what's the point? Like... What was know. the point on any of it? Swindler's side, like what? What did he want to get out of was, this? Like, how was he? Wasn't going to be able to convince the family, like, unless he made a deal that, like, he would get a percentage of it or something. But where did this come from? Like, I, I wouldn't just walk up to a random person and be like, "There's a I fortune heard, in there." Like, exactly. what's the point? FYI, I heard that there's treasure in your fireplace. Let's tear it apart. Like, that would it's be just, weird. That's a little crazy. I think of the swindler guy. Just uh, he must be a psychopath just to watch a family destroy their home. I guess and sit so. Back I don't and know. He's like, them. I really enjoy this. This is wonderful. <laughs> so from then through much of the 70s and 80s the house sat empty it was just kind of rotting away from its original glory it was during this time that a lot of legend started kind of springing up among the locals and this old yellow home on the corner was just known by everyone in the area So according to those in the area, it was a regular haunt for like homeless and vagrant communities in the area. And even with the electricity turned off, locals would see lights flickering in the windows. And this was due to the squatters lighting cigarettes. Lighting cigarettes, more than likely. Yes, yes, yes. But they thought it was ghosts and stuff like people walking past. So... The empty house would also have slammed doors when no one was inside. And then you would hear kind of voices and cries from the past. I wonder if that also was, you know, just squatters. Homeless people like crying. I would cry if I were homeless. Yeah. Yeah. While smoking my cigarettes. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the late 80s and early 90s, a treasure seeker, like a true treasure seeker, bought the property and... (laughs) dug up every inch of the yard and went through the house and tore down walls looking for this rumored treasure. 
He did find arrowheads, nickels from the 1800s, and a bunch of rusted antique keys, but no treasure. Because it was a lie. Right. Exactly. So what's interesting is I found myself on hauntedplaces.org, and there were a bunch of commenters when they were talking about this property. And one of the commenters on a post on hauntedplaces.org actually said that her mother owned the house for a time in like the year 2000, whether she was a tenant there, because I know it was rented out to people for periods of time, um, or she actually lived in it. I'm not sure. And when she went into one of the small upstairs bedrooms, she got like deep chills all over her body and every hair on her body stood up. She asked the realtor who was showing them the house what happened that might cause that. And the realtor's like, oh, well, years before a baby fell out of the window. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And according to some local sources, you can still hear the screams of the mother and the crying child at night. So, you know, that'll do it for sure. Definitely disturbing. Absolutely. Then in 2014, a woman named Donna bought the property for around $50,000. Wow. I can't even imagine buying, like, a true piece of history for, like, so little money. In 2014. That wasn't, like, that, that was nine I know, years ago. I know. So what What wasn't little and what came next, the hundreds of thousands of dollars it took her to fully restore the property inside and out, literally back to better than its original condition. That's true, because at that point, it had pretty much been torn down completely, right? Uh-huh. The so yard completely torn it, up. It torn up. Yeah, exactly. It was it was not a nice place at that point. So I guess no one would really pay more for it. No, $50,000 <laughs> is a pretty decent deal, honestly. So now, once again, a sparkling yellow beacon on the block. Donna rented the home out to a film crew in early 2023. So an indie director was making a movie called The Clock about a couple that brings home a demonic clock. And all that occurs to them once it's in their possession. Though the story may be fabricated, the house it would be set in wasn't. In fact, the director didn't even know the home was haunted when he secured the rights to film in it. That was just kind of an added bonus. How do you not know that? I mean, it's when when I read the article that he didn't even know, I was like, "Eh, maybe I don't know. But, like, everybody knew. Like, this this woman got, like, straight up harassed by people about this house because it's it's considered one of the most haunted houses in the area. And... Right. Like, everyone in the town talks about it. Right. So, I don't believe that he didn't know. Unless he was from, like, another state. And, I mean, even so, if you're doing research, trying to find, like, what that's made him land on that house, No, that's really. fair. That's, well, so, what's funny is it's on a rental site still. Like... So there's a site that you can go on and I'll link to it because it's kind of interesting where if you're like trying to film a commercial or film a TV show or a movie or something like that, there are a ton of properties and you can like click on it and be like, this suits our needs and people are willing, like we could list our house to rent it out to a film crew. I don't Got know it. who the hell would want to film a house in our, or film a movie in our house, but we could do it. Maybe I will. That'd be fun. So yeah, you can do it. So the film crew had definitely more than one strange happening occur. Then again, they were absolutely playing with Ouija boards inside of the house. Like, don't recommend Always it. smart. Yeah. Always smart. I don't recommend bringing a Ouija board into a 141-year-old home at any <laughs> point. 
Now, as for Donna Smith, the owner, she's 100% a non-believer. I mean, sure, she had heard the stories, but she just took too much of a logical approach. So she felt like the doors opened and closed at will because the house was a bit crooked. So she installed door hooks and it's never happened since. Those mystery lights, she assumed that they were homeless people with candles or cigarette lighters in the window. And her dog even gives the house an A-plus report. No spooky barks in the corner, none of that. I mean, that means a lot. It do- Oh, it does. It does. Like, children and dogs, I definitely right. so respect their opinions. the dog... The dog's chill. I mean, bring a cat in and then we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... Lots of hissing and hairs rising for no well, reason. Or just, like, watching things. The looking around. Ugh, ugh. Gives me chills. It didn't stop Donna from being a bit more than nervous uh, at first to spend the night home alone in the house, but she did. And Donna actually commented on that same post I referenced earlier, and she basically explained that she was in the process of buying the house, and she was immediately inundated with requests to do like a series of ghost hunts. Right up until, so she made that post in like 2014 or like early 2015 when she bought the place. And right up till like 2023, people are still commenting, asking if she'd be willing to do like a a ghost hunter. Her response for that is always a solid no. So she'll rent it out to film crews, but she has (laughs) zero interest in having ghost hunters come through. Well, I wouldn't want that film crew in my house either. That's fair. I don't need them driving things up, you know? bringing out demons so people have actually been brazen enough to like just walk up to the house knock on the door and asks like and ask if they can do like a ghost hunt sort of thing like in this personal private house which i think i'm just gonna start doing to random people because that (laughs) is kind of fun where you just walk up to like a random unassuming house and knock on it and be like hey um so I've heard that this house is really haunted, and I was wondering if I could do some, like, EVP reports and stuff like that. We you could know? do a spinoff on ma- uh, Patreon on, on that. Yeah, right? Going exactly. Up to people's we houses just randomly Alfred. walk up to people's houses, and they're like, wait, what? My house is haunted? I'd be like, yeah, how long have you lived here for? Like, and I'll look for people who, like, just bought that kind of thing. It'd be super <laughs> Any fun. experiences you could share? Super fun. I actually went into a house yesterday that I sold earlier this year. And it's a super, super old home, uh, which is why I know so much about the giant beams that are used in older construction. And um, their roommate, who's like moving in with them, he's like, right, right, right. But like, now can you tell me whether or not the house is haunted? And I said, they don't post it, you know, like they don't tell anybody. So how about you tell me? I was like, give it a few weeks. I guess, I guess he pulled up to the house the other day and there was a black cat sitting at the, like the, in the middle of the driveway, like just staring off into space. And he looked at um, like the sun hit this grandfather clock that they have in there. And there was like a child's handprint on it. And um, we're all laughing because one of the owners has a little sister who's like four years old. And so it's more than likely her handprint since she'd like just recently been in the house. But he was like, Jesus Christ, what is this place? (laughs) So (laughs) it was it was really rich. It was really rich. So as for the old Weeks house, um, it appears that Donna Smith has kind of reached the end of her time in this home. Yeah, I'd be really, really annoyed if people, people were... People kept knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, trying to get into my house. For sure. For sure. check on ghosts for nine years. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. So on 6-17, um, 
June 17th of this year, 2023, it was listed for sale as of typing these notes, uh, which I, I did around then. Um, it was still on the market. Let me pull it up really quick and see if it is. Most recently, it was listed for $460,000. It has... Three beds, three two, beds baths. two baths. You read. I'll look. And just about 2,000 square feet of completely renovated Victorian bliss. However, you better bring cash because according to the listing, it is a cash only based on the age of the property itself. So are we pulling it up? Yes. And it's now saying that it's off the market. So it's been sold or, or taken off the market. Or taken off the market. Yeah. I wonder if they heard we were going to record about it. But yeah, when we were. She doesn't want any more people. She's like, God that. damn it. No. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Donna. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's and I find that interesting that it's cash only because like from what I read, she put tons of money into it and like stripped it down and like rebuilt it from the ground up. So I don't I don't know why it would have to be cash only. It's very bizarre. Um, And. And she just wants to sell it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And then on top of that, um, so there are links to the home, like in the listing or in, in the listing, Jesus, I'm so in realtor mode right now <laughs> in the show notes. And so if you check that out, there is the most gorgeous floor. It's like a wood floor in the living room. And it has like a rose mural, like a giant rose mural painted on it. And it's so, so stunning. I like can't even stand it. Um, the house can... itself is pretty cool. Looking. Oh my God. It's gorgeous. It's like a corner Victorian. So like it comes out at an angle and the doors like set in the center. And that's like one of my favorite designs for an old Victorian house. And it's not too gingerbready. Like it's, it's like just enough sort of thing. And the color's gorgeous. I'm also so glad she kept it yellow because it's beautiful. And locations hub is the website that I referred to earlier where you can like, check out different locations to film your movie or possibly list your own home to film movies in. So that's pretty freaking awesome. If you ask me, it is, it is. I just, I'm the house is just so pretty. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So definitely check it out. And thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.